I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Monday. Lamar Jackson still undefeated as a home underdog, 1-0 over Kansas City. What a game. How much do we have to reevaluate Lamar? The Ravens were 18-1 to win the Super Bowl, now 14-1. Tua, Wentz, Dalton, Tyrod Taylor all go down with injury. Does Vegas care? Do any of these guys really move the needle? Some do, some don't. Monday night football tonight, Green Bay favored by 11 and a half. Not as much as you might think against the Lions. Remember now, New Orleans killed them, and New Orleans looked poor. What is going on with Green Bay? Because that makes them look even worse. Here comes a four-hour of the Vegas truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm R.J. live in Las Vegas the Monday after the aftermath. Live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. A.J. Hoffman in studio. He lost the best bet. And guess what? The streak continues. He said nope, he should have nope, won. No, 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 no. No, no. You said I might not say this on the no, air. No, I said I'm not going to say okay, it. Okay, I said it. I didn't even say it off the air. I said I, I'm no, not no, going to say you it. You said it. Hey, Mackenzie, did he say it? It was implied. No, no, he said. That was implied. <laughs> no, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on. This is, he, he had the Chargers. It's not implied when you say, that was the worst officiated game I've ever seen. Is that how I sound? <laughs> well, <laughs> regardless is what you said. It's interesting you went to the way I said it. Because <laughs> so, that is exactly what I said. So what is undefeated is AJ doesn't get defeated without an excuse. That is undefeated. Sports veterans listen for the money. Sports fans to know more than their buddies. Now, in five, seven, eight minutes or so, we have a big lifetime announcement. Mackenzie's pregnant. <laughs> Isn't it funny that when you get a little attention, you try to like attack someone, you attack down. Oh, is that like, it? Like, who's the young guy here I can attack? Sorry, Jonah's pregnant. Congratulations. <laughs> Jonah's congratulations. I knew, I knew uh, that you and your... Anything to get away from the fact... We have a big announcement that isn't a joke. It's actually a big thing to Jonas. I mean, AJ's trying to make it small, but I, that's, I don't know why exactly. Oh. In L.A., Jonas Ox. Always good to be here, RJ. And yes, on a day in which we've got a lot of injuries in the NFL to look back on on a busy Sunday and also a classic matchup last night in the AFC. What is the Vegas lead here on this Monday? Well, the Ravens could have been 0-2. They won a game that historically they haven't won with Lamar. Now a lot of Lamar fans are out and about. How much do we reevaluate Lamar Jackson and the Ravens? Yeah, and it was a classic last night in Baltimore. The Ravens looking to bounce back from that overtime loss to the Raiders on Monday night, and they get it done 36-35 the final over the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, one of the straight out of Vegas rules is we don't say what people could think. Right. So what we're going to avoid here is say, well, the case could be made 
that Lamar Jackson grew up last night. That Yeah, he was able to perform historically so well that he won the MVP, but he struggled in the playoffs and he struggled when behind. Well, yesterday it was against a playoff team and it was behind. Lamar Jackson has grown up. But I'm not saying that it could be said. No, 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 no. We can all, we're, listen, this is the smartest audience in radio. I mean, who are we kidding? We can understand the possible angles. The question is, which one does A.J. Hoffman put his flag on? How much of a reevaluation is this for Lamar Jackson? It's more than none. I was, oh, more than none. Yeah. So, so you're saying if well, the I game mean, didn't happen, well, hold on. You're saying if the game didn't happen, it'd be none. This is greater yeah. than if the game didn't happen. Yeah. How do you want? Do you want like a one to ten? No, I just want a major amount. You know, just we can go into groups of one to ten. That's fine. Yeah. I, I think it's a, probably a six. Okay, so above average. Above average. Like this is like wow. I got to reevaluate this. I do. Okay, why? The we always say, how's Lamar gonna play if they're if they're behind? Mm-hmm. What's he do? First drive throws a pick six. Uh oh. First drive of the game. First drive of the game, and we're thinking, oh boy, this is this is the same old thing. Lamar trying to chase from behind. Agreed. It felt like more than in the past. It felt like Lamar said, "I'm not going to lose this game." You, you so he just willed himself to victory. It felt that way watching it. I, I mean, it felt like whenever there was a third and four. He was like, okay, I'm getting it now, and then we're going to keep this drive. And then even a fourth and two, he was like, I'm getting this, and we're going to keep going. It felt like he was not going to let them fail. And it was, it, maybe it was growth. I don't know. Or maybe it was just. Did he pass better, you think? He did. Okay. So his QBR for the game, 59.1, Lamar Jackson. 55 is the NFL average. So Lamar against an. Below average Kansas City defense passed a smidge, a smidge, a smidge above average. Now, we could say, well, what happens when they were behind? We can break that down. I haven't seen that analysis anywhere. Um, By the way, Mahomes had a QBR of 73. Does that, as you eye test this, you still think Lamar, was it his running or his passing that was so? It was, was the running. Yeah, so he didn't pass much better. No, but the fact that Lamar Jackson, you said it's above average for, for an NFL quarterback. Yeah. Remember, yeah, I, QBR keeps rushing, uh, running in the mix. Sure, I, I, but I think if we look at his passing and say, let's say Lamar is an average NFL passer. I don't think he is, but go ahead. But if he gets to average, and, and let me clarify, he's a weapon. Let me clarify that. I think his stats are average or better as a passer because the run sets up the pass in a way, which is the old joke, you know, set up the you know run sets up the pass. But for Lamar, it does. Right. Uh, that said, he gets credit for that. But if it was a passing camp where you're trying to throw through a tire, you know, I'm not sure how much that even matters. I agree 100. percent But I do think that if if he can eventually become a league average passer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm then he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league because yeah, that, well, that second weapon. Some people think weapon. he already is. That's yeah. the question, right? Uh, already one of the best quarterbacks in the league. The last thing before we go to Jonas, we're straight out of Vegas, that I would say about this is maybe I was wrong when I just said it doesn't matter his skills because in the normal part of the game it does, but if you are behind – and they were down by 11. If you are behind, the other team pretty much knows you're going to pass sometimes. But somehow the Ravens were able to avoid that. I think psychologically, maybe there's nothing different, but I think psychologically it was a big win. Obviously, practically it was. They didn't go to 0-2. Jonas, same question. Let's keep it zeroed in. Is How much do you reevaluate Lamar because of this? 
Uh, I'm actually a little more down on Lamar Ooh. after last night. Oh, based on and and I'm I'm as big a Lamar fan as anybody. I love Lamar Jackson. <laughs> of course, but. <laughs> He played desperate last night. It was like they needed that game more so than Kansas City, and he was trying whatever he possibly could to will them to that win last night. And and the reason I'm down is because I don't know if he can hold up having to play like that with all the injuries, how banged up they are. I, I, I think he's going to take a beating this year if that's how they're going to run it. Okay, so that's a let's get the nuance straight here because what you're saying is as a man as a player if he was retiring and you were talking about this game you would upgrade him you would say he played desperate he did whatever it took but if it comes to his performance the rest of the year you're saying if it took that desperation, that's not a good sign. Is that fair yeah, to say? Yeah, it felt like Baltimore knew they were in a tough spot and they needed that desperately last night. But it does. It is something that makes you think more of Lamar, the man, or the character of the player. Yeah. Maybe less of hey, how close are they to let's say a Super Bowl team? 100%. You would downgrade him because of that. Yeah, and I actually think Kansas City is still a much better football team. I just think oh, last yeah. night, you know, the fumble, um, you know, uh, some other circumstances there. I think Kansas City is a much better team, but Baltimore got them last night, and they played desperately to do so. That's Jonas Knox. We are straight out of Vegas. If you look at just the passing QBR and just the running, Lamar Jackson as a runner amongst quarterbacks, number one, the best in week two, the best. As a passer, passer only, number 21 out of 30. So below average is a passer. Now, again, I'd like to zero in on the plays and look at the EPA on them, expect the points added, when they were down. And, you know, I don't know, pro football reference – has those splits for the season. I wonder if you can look at those for the game. McKenzie, you want to take a gander? Yeah, look at that. Yeah, because, again, if he did throw from behind, even if he was 21st for the game, if he threw from behind effectively, I would say that does sort of – Mm, that, that goes against the narrative, and it would be a positive for Lamar. AJ, you had a thought. Yeah, I, I thought that another thing that happened in that game was the Ravens defensively fi- maybe figured out how to slow down Mahomes. Well, yeah, the thirty-five points, obviously. Well, but it, it was it was a well. Remember, there was a pick six in that. Yeah, as that's well. true. That's true. That's uh, true. But they did. They made him uncomfortable, and it, it, he had some big plays still. But it wasn't like the game we saw last year, where he just did whatever he wanted. They changed a, a philosophy uh, about pressure, and it worked. How would you ex- uh, explain that change in philosophy? Instead of just saying, okay, well, we're going to have to pressure with just four because we have to have everybody in coverage. That's what you think they said before? Because, I mean, the stats said they ran the uh, zero blitz or the idea, or the zero coverage, which is bring everyone and everyone else is man-to-man. Uh, Baltimore runs that against all teams more than pretty much any other team. Wink Martindale, the biggest blitzing coach in football. Yeah, and Mahomes is the best blitz quarterback against the blitz in football. That has been the problem, I think, historically. Um, I guess I'm a little thrown by you saying that you... No, th- I was trying to go, that's what they've tried in the past, or, or what that's what they tried this time instead of in the past. Okay, I, okay. So you're saying they didn't blitz, pretty much, would yeah. be maybe a way to say it. Yeah, but they, but they did. They were able to get pressure with their front guys. And even there was some times when... 
they would leak out. They, they'd let the, the Ravens were talking on the Ravens were letting the running backs leak out and using those guys and saying, you know what, I'm committing. We've got him on the move. I'm going to commit and make him throw the ball and let the defense behind us handle that receiver or tight end, whoever it was going to so be. So a more passive defense that's not blitzing, not as man-to-man based, which is not the Ravens. In a way, it speaks to Jonas's point. Hey, it probably surprised Kansas City, but it was an act of desperation. If you fundamentally have to change what you are, how, long, how good can you be? Well, they only got to be good enough to win one game if they face them in the playoffs. They won this one. Closing thoughts on this game, Jonas. Yeah, and I also think that they made a concerted effort to take Tyreek Hill out of the game. It was like they were they were just saying, we're going to let anybody else who wants to beat us beat us. We're not going to let Tyreek Hill beat us. They felt like that was the danger downfield. Uh, the Travis Kelsey touchdown, I mean, that was that, that did, was not a pretty sight for the Ravens defense, but Mahomes made enough plays uh, to be able to keep that game close. And I, I just wonder... You know, if not for the fumble late, what mm-hmm. conversation are we having today? Because I think that that really decided the game in that moment. Well, I know what conversation we'd have today, which is, yeah. hey, even when the Ravens play their best game, even when Lamar is desperate, it still isn't good 100%. enough to beat Kansas City. Pretty much the Browns conversation from last week, yes, right? 100%, 100%. Something to think about, too, when, and that fumble is sort of the result of it. The Chiefs, their first two plays on that last drive, knowing that they only needed a field goal to win, I think they would have had a better chance of winning that game had the Ravens gotten that two-point conversion and the Chiefs would have been good with a touchdown because the Chiefs changed their offense. They hit two big chunk plays, and then they started to try to ball control and work the clock. And instead of beating the Ravens... That's smart. That's smart because what would happen if you leave 45 seconds for Lamar and everyone's saying clock man? So to some degree, the reason you work the clock as you're going down for the winning drive is... The reason not to work it is it hurts your chance to score. If you've got some factor other than scoring in your mind, which is we don't want to score too quick, it hurts you. But the theory is it hurts you a smaller amount than giving the, the team another chance. But if your philosophy is if we, if we give them the ball back with 45 seconds and now Lamar's got to beat us with his arm, I'm comfortable with that. Yeah, but see, listen, it can be second guess either way. So I, I think you make a valid point, which is Kansas City seemed to be thinking about how much time they were going to leave. Maybe that contributed to them fumbling. Who knows? If you look at the EPA on the fumbles, on the fumbles, uh, two and a half points of advantage for Kansas City. And let me say this again on turnovers. So all the turnovers, uh, and if you put that back up, McKenzie, all right, there it is, is the Ravens lost 10 points on turnovers by EPA. Kansas City lost seven and a half. So that means uh, Kansas City benefited by two and a half points on turnover. So if you add that to Baltimore winning, hey, Baltimore won even by a little bit more. So it was, the turnovers were pretty much even. You know, Baltimore benefited a little bit. You know, I, so I, I guess we could say that's a non-factor. And, and I think since we've been talking fumbles, interceptions, pick sixes, when you add it all up, it about evened out. So let's give Baltimore credit Absolutely. on that win. Um, let's do this. Let's take our first break. When we come back, Jonas's announcement. Oh my! I hope his wife knows about this, but it's a big one. It's, a, it's not. He's not pregnant. We know that much. If he's pregnant and his wife doesn't know, there's big trouble. Now AJ's <laughs> jumping in the teases. Now check that out. And you want to finish the tease, AJ? And we're gonna preview Monday Night Football after the big announcement for Jonas. Seems like he was nervous. He was like, "We're gonna preview Monday Night Football. We're gonna preview." But, but usually you don't tease what's gonna happen in like a half hour. Forget what AJ said. Okay. Trust RJ. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! 
Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol. If you speak out against the words and the I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will continue to take a look back at a busy Sunday in the NFL. Big announcement from Jonas in just a couple of minutes. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. And why? Because of you spreading the word. And we promise we're going to give you cash and laughs. Eh, maybe. We can't guarantee it. We can guarantee if AJ loses a bet, he'll complain and say something was wrong. Oh, that on. we can guarantee. <laughs> I'm undefeated in my best bets. Everything feels right to me. It is going good. <laughs> you can listen on the iHeartRadio app. Just search straight out of Vegas here in Vegas on the Strip. Nice, cool 88 degrees. The neon is pumping. So, RJ, we were talking about uh, Sunday night football and the big win for the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson. 36-35 the final over the Kansas City Chiefs. And if you look in the last three quarters, they were behind, you know, almost all of them, the Ravens were. Three minutes or so left, they took the lead. 83% completion rate for Lamar. That's 11% better than expectation. So, all in all, just an excellent game. I think it takes a step towards answering the questions. And it also brings up the interesting point is if you can run that efficiently, is running really a problem? Maybe, maybe... The Ravens have learned not to get into that. We got a pass mode as quickly as they have in the past, which might be part of it, too. Okay, Jonas, I've been thinking about how to say this, and I figured, (laughs) you know something? I'm going to I'm going to intro it and I'm going to let you say it. So first, here's the intro. Guess who shows up for no reason at all to get his grandstanding and hot dogging in you, man. Jonas Knox. Yeah, so uh, we've been filling in uh, myself, Brady Quinn, and LeVar Arrington on Outkick the Coverage uh, every weekday morning for the past couple of months. Obviously, Clay uh, leaving Fox Sports Radio. um, And we got the word uh, recently that we've been named the new permanent uh, host of of that time slot. It's two pros and a cup of Joe with myself and uh, LeVar Arrington and Brady Quinn. So pretty excited about it. Pretty fired up. And Jonas has a song he wanted to play. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's a little over the top, Jonas. I mean, I mean you got you your know. own soundtrack to this announcement? I know. That'll blast in my 06 Tacoma really nicely. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Listen, I've said this. If you're a listener to the show, you know this. But it, it bears repeating is, I mean, Jonas's career has been about perseverance and work. And, you know, like I said, three years ago, he, you know, it's been three plus now, a couple of days, is when I got this gig, it was unexpected, you know, and it shook the industry. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the reality is that Jonas would have been a viable in the mix for this time. You know, who knows whom, what, whatever. And the idea that he didn't get it and then he was recommended as, hey, he'd be a good co-host. And I was skeptical for a long time, but ended up being true, is he never once gave me an iota of grief of, oh, you know, who are you? You, you know, blah, blah, blah. None. Zero. And to me, that's a man. 
And, uh, you know, so you're going to go through Wednesday. Is that right? Yeah. So Wednesday will be the last day on uh, Straight Out of Vegas. Now, we're going to try to get you once a week for a hit now. I don't know if Scott (laughs) mentioned it. For a best bet. Wait, wait. He's he's laughing nervously. So, no, we'll we'll figure it out. I mean, unless you want to disappoint this audience. Now, listen. Take a listen to these guys. It's going to be uh, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., correct? Eastern time. Yes, that's correct. Three to six. The three hours. Yep. And Jonas means he's going to be working here in the L- in the West Coast at 3 a.m. Oh, man. My dad was a midnight shift guy. Now, are you going to just sleep? Till w- What's your sleeping schedule going to be? So I wake up. Uh, I, I sleep from about 9.30 or 10 p.m. till about midnight. And then I wake Ooh. up. I, I get a, that doesn't I get, seem like enough. <laughs> I, I, get a, uh, I, I get a workout in just so I can feel a little better and uh, then I uh, do the show and then get a nap afterwards. So So how long is the nap? Uh, three to four hours, depending on. Okay, what's going on okay, over there. okay. Yeah, it's not. Let bad. me tell you, my dad was on shift work in the mines his whole life. You know, two weeks, two weeks, two weeks, all the way around the clock. So yeah. you never got used to it. That's pretty bad. But um, there's something about getting that schedule right. You know, if, if you can, you know, I don't know, but I, I just know when I go a couple hours here, a couple hours there, even in my younger day, it, a couple months in, it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> all right. Now, but all joking aside, to me, this speaks well to Fox Sports Radio because Jonas is not a big, you know, it's not like, oh my gosh, his Q rating, you know, or some aware, he, not a former athlete. And to have a guy like that be able to rise to this position, and really in the history of this country, how many guys have had time in the day parts on on one of the three major networks, let's say ESPN and CBS being the other two, how many guys have had this job? Uh, 200 maybe? I'm saying going back to Tony Bruno, going back to the 90s. So, you know, Jonas in the history of his uh, industry – is one of a handful of you know 150 people that's ever had this opportunity. So for me, there's not, I found myself rooting for him as I heard that it was being you know considered. And uh, I, you know we're proud of you. We are going to want to get you to for a second now and again. <laughs> and there there is why the nervous laugh. That's because, what I'm confused. Well, because I, I'm already thinking of ideas for a segment. I'm thinking you know maybe fade Fridays. You know yeah, uh, whatever, or, whatever I pick, just pick the opposite, and that's or UFC stuff. It's yeah. I, I want to hear the two or three. I'm going to be listening, not live to the morning show. I'm going to hear some of it. I'm going to want to be grilling you on your takes. That if I was there, I'd be like, Jonas, I would have never let you get away with that. <laughs> now, one thing with LeVar Arrington, he's got a podcast. You've heard this, right? The yeah, commercials up, uh, for it? Well, yeah, up there's on the game. Up on game, yes. Ask him this question. I don't know, LeVar. Is why in the world would that be the only name it could be? He goes, and if you have a podcast with these superstars, the only name it could be is Up On Game. Like, what? That's like, the, like what is that connection? Do you well, know that answer? No, I don't know why the reason behind the name, but I know they've got merch. Uh, I know they've, uh, they've already gotten that far. And they do do a, a show on Fox Sports Radio on Saturdays as well, too. That's where I'm not, uh, I'm not yeah. questioning anything other than why does Up On Game have to be the name? If Because the way the commercial says it goes, with a show with this many, whatever, I don't know if it's Hall of Famers or Super, it only could be called Up On Game. It's like, <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> all right. Anyway, you can maybe get to that if you want. We are straight out of Vegas, and that's the only name it could possibly be if we were coming straight out of Vegas. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's think. Last thing. Oh, I did get a couple of texts on this because I told some people about it beforehand. They said, will Jonas make you 
RJ, now that he's in the big tax bracket, I mean, we're not going to get into specifics, but rest assured, <laughs> he can't cry anymore. All right. Now, <laughs> I think we got to make one $500 bet for the rest of the football season. Between now and Wednesday, I want you to give me like your three oh, strongest Jesus. takes, and I'll find, I'll bet against one of them. And then the whole season, we'll have a bet. Because he's always been crying, I'll bet you $5 or like stuff like that. But now he's going to be a big time. Big you time. Know. So he's got to put mean, some big money down. Yeah. That will be my going away gift to me. I, I can't. I can't. Uh, anything over $5, <laughs> I go into a panic attack. All right. I, I mean, that's what I want. I want you attack. distracted. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can, I'll, I'll bet you, make you a bet on this. I'll give you a, a $10 bet that I'm going to finish with a losing record betting this NFL season. Like, What's I, he, Jonas? I can guarantee you that. Well, well history says you're. You're right. A $10 <laughs> bet, once you once you start making 50 times the money you're making now, I don't know it's about just like a $5 bet. I, mean, I, I don't pay all that great. We know that much. That's the part we can be sure of, right, McKenzie? <laughs> it's true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want people to want it, baby. Now, what we'll say for this show, and again, Jonas, is and another great compliment to Jonas, is uh, he's been doing this for months. And a couple of times when I'm on a long answer, I see his eyes go off into space. Which I didn't before, but other than that, the guy hasn't. There hasn't been one moment he made that other show seem more important. Though obviously he was auditioning for this huge jump in his life, career-wise. Kudos, well deserved. I think it speaks well of Scott Shapiro, Fox Sports Radio, Don Martin, all the decision makers. And I wish you the best. And uh, worst case, you'll have something at least to have glory days. That you know, even if they pass. <laughs> no, and, and I appreciate it. And I've just tried to, you know, to your point when you said when you got the gig. Um, I have a, a, a real reverence for sports radio. Like, I love it. And and anytime somebody gets an opportunity, my mind never goes to, well, that should have been mine, or, or why didn't I get those chances? I'm, I'm genuinely happy for the people that get these opportunities because I know how rare they are because I've been on the outside and wanting to, you know, get just one foot in and then it finally happening and starting as an editor and just kind of working and, and, and hustling to try and make ends meet elsewhere. So I, I always wanted to make sure that anybody involved in this show, whether it was you or Mackenzie or anybody, that you guys are the stars of the show. I just wanted to help out and, and, and try not to screw things up, to be honest with you. Well, you f did the opposite. And by the way, Steve Fezzik coming in Wednesday, oh a, re a return appearance. He said, oh Jonas's last day on the show, <laughs> I got to be here. Now, this is a guy that's been grinding, working to make money so much. He's like, radio, I don't have time for it every day. He's coming in specially for Jonas. Check that out on Wednesday. We'll see if Jonas is going to bet me $500 on any bet. <laughs> I really want that. And to speak of straight out of Vegas, we haven't officially announced this, but we are con we re-signed our contract, so this will be our second contract. So the show's going, going, going. AJ's going to be, you know, we didn't know this when we brought AJ up, but I knew Jonas was uh, had, you know, he he had stars in his eyes. Let's be honest. You, know, you think this would be enough for him, but no, no, I understand. <laughs> so what will happen is it will be AJ kind of taking the Jonas role. I know it's going to be maybe he'll be a little better the gambler, a lot better. Let's be honest. <laughs> but he, listen, this is a guy that was what was it? How long were you in Houston? 
11 years? 11 years. He talked in more of a radio voice. He goes, mm, 11 years. <laughs> 11 years. <laughs> 11 years, drive time, ESPN Houston. For many of those years, he was the ratings leader among sports. There's like four major sports talk stations. Yeah, four stations. So this guy knows his radio. He knows his batting. I correct him when he's wrong. And he knows when an official could have made a different call. He complains <laughs> a lot about that. All right. We got a lot more to talk about, about recapping the weekend. And I'm going to start with maybe the most overrated player or team. It's kind of the same thing from the first two games. Everyone's loving this team, this guy. It's just not proper yet. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell. Okay, some teams are 2-0. Some teams have done exceptionally well. Those teams are going to have their skeptics. Me, I'm still skeptical, and this isn't the guy, but Sam Darnold. Let's give credit where credit's due. They've won two games. They outgained the Saints by 255 yards. But still, it's hard to say that Carolina and Sam Darnold are something that's like, oh, my gosh, they're so great. No, no, no. I don't think yet. But still, a lot of respect for the two games. Denver. Hey, they beat the Giants. Well, the Giants didn't, you know, looked okay against Washington. And then they beat Jacksonville, and they had over 209 additional yards. 209 additional yards. By the way, back to Carolina. Carolina had 22 more first downs. I don't think I've ever seen that. And I'm going to check in our history. 22 more first downs. It was just total domination. Here, though is the player that people are nodding, saying, yep, he's there, he's back. It's what we thought. And it's not true. Josh Allen. Okay, let's look at his QBR. Week one, his QBR was 36. 36. Now, Mackenzie, you got fifth there. Was that fifth from the bottom? 25th, my bad. Yeah, maybe throw the two there. I should have known. The 25th best QBR, and he had a 63 in game two. So this game in which they won 35 nothing Buffalo, a 63 is just slightly, slightly, slightly above average. Now let's look at PFF, because you can say QBR is deceiving. Well, I think both stats are important. PFF tells you how well the quarterback played, regardless of those around him. QBR says how well did the team do offensively, effectively, in specifically quarterback runs and quarterback passes. Well, his QBR, like we said, 36 percent is pretty much way to think about it and 63 percent so you add it up less than 50 all right that's below average qbr over two games pff week one was a 67 which is a borderline starter and week two was a 54 so the pff grades even though they won 35 nothing his 54 is how do they describe a 54 Replacement level is 60 to 69. So if he was better by six points, he'd be replacement level. <laughs> I mean, that's what jo- – so I know the Bills won 35 nothing. I know last year everyone thought, oh, my gosh, Josh Allen, what a year. He had an amazing year last year. It was a shocker. But here's what we know. Season one of his career, he was average at best. Season two of his career, Josh Allen was average at best. In season four of his career, Josh Allen has been average at best. Season three has been extraordinary, was extraordinary, which is true. Stay tuned. 
When we come back, we're going to preview the Monday night game and give you three other things from Sunday we haven't discussed yet but are important enough you've got to know even before tomorrow. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. And R.J., there were three things across the NFL we are going to take a closer look at. And the first being the heartbreaker for the Minnesota Vikings in the desert. They fall 34-33 to the Cardinals. Minnesota 0-2 to start the year. Like a lot of batters, you see fans of teams say, well, they should have won that game. They should have won this game. And some guys do that with their bets. Oh, there was bad officiating. Oh, the stats said this. A.J. Hoffman, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Okay. But we try to quantify. We try to use math so there's no subjectivity. What we have is a concept, pregame.com, fourth quarter win share, which means every play of the fourth quarter, there's an assessment based upon the NFL's uh, own st- – there's different models. ESPN has one. There's different models to say, what's the chance of a team winning at any given point of the game? Okay, so that expected chance to win, that win share, we look at every play of the fourth quarter, average it out, weight it towards the end of the game, and say this is the chance the team should have won. Okay, Minnesota has about a .9 wins they should have had, which means a little less than one game. They should be 1-1 one one right now. So as much as Atlanta was a team last year that had this a ton, as much as you hear a lot of talk about, oh, they could have won, they could have won, oftentimes those teams have like a 12% chance, a tiny percent, even though they had a chance. Well, this let's look at – we'll just take a quick look. Let's look at the Cardinals – oh, no. Let's actually look at the uh, Chargers game. That was one you were uh, crying fun. about, right? I mean, is that fair to say you were crying? Yes, right. tears. The Chargers actually – let's give them credit here. The Chargers actually had – a 43% chance to win that game. So that gives them 0.4 wins in the win share. That was a legitimate tough loss. Now, you were laying three and a half. So come I was laying three. Oh, three. three. But still, Minnesota is at the top of that list. And it doesn't change the fact the team might be affected, but psychologically in a bad way. But still, Minnesota should be one and one. We'll keep you posted. And speaking of Las Vegas, RJ, the Raiders are now 2-0. They get it done on the road. They beat your Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday. The Raiders perfect on the year. This is a simple one. Derek Carr has been hated on for not throwing downfield. He's been historically perceived as a dink and dunker. The success rate of the Raiders on offense was one of the lowest ones, which is every play it's graded success or not based on the situation. They were in the 30s, 30% success rate. That is horrible. That was one of the lowest teams in the league this week. But they made a lot of big plays. So this was a week of big, big plays. If you actually look at the yards per attempt, the yards per attempt for the Raiders was up over – let me see here. It was up over – 10 yards, 10.1 yards per attempt, which really good. League average is seven and a half. (laughs) They averaged 10 plus yards every time they threw the ball or attempted to throw the ball. 
but their success rate was some of the worst in the league. So Pittsburgh's defense did really well against the Raiders, but they didn't stop the big plays, which goes against the narrative on Derek Carr. And on the flip side of that, it's Big Ben, who's part of the conversation right now. The numbers don't look too bad. 27 of 40, 295 in the air. The Steelers are 1-1, one one, but Ben Roethlisberger and the offense frustrated to, to get started early on in the season so far. A.J. Hoffman has a take on Big Ben. I think Big Ben is washed. Watching that football game, I think you've seen the the last of Big Ben as an effective quarterback in the NFL. 29.5 passer rating. I talked last week. The issues against Buffalo, and then turns out, listen, Buffalo shuts out Miami. Maybe Buffalo's defense is pretty good. No one considers the Raiders a defensive juggernaut, and they continue to make Ben look bad. His QBR now through two games, 33.8. That's 26 in the league. Jared Goff, slightly worse. He goes tonight. Uh, Burrow, oh, three interceptions on three straight plays. He's worse. Uh, Zach Wilson, uh, enough about him. The worst in the league, though, Aaron Rodgers, which segues to tonight's game. Yeah, and it is Monday Night Football from Lambeau Field. It's the Lions at the Packers. And right now on pregame.com, it's Green Bay, an 11.5-point favorite. Two quarterbacks in this game, worse than Big Ben, at least by QBR. Now, I get it. The Browns' handicap and this handicap were very similar. When you have a team that is a big favor, they're better. They're clearly better. The question is motivation. And if you have a team off a loss, the motivation is going to be there. No NFL team wants to lose two straight games. You saw it with Baltimore, the way they scratched and clawed. You saw it with the Patriots. There's a reason Belichick has such an amazing record off a loss. When I look at this game, I think, okay, 11.5 is saying that's low. That's saying, man, Aaron Rodgers is going to play, but we got questions about Aaron Rodgers. And to me, that is the key to this game. If you think Aaron Rodgers is pretty much what he was last year, or even 80% of that, you got to play the Packers tonight. If you think... The fact that before last year, Aaron Rodgers in the product four years was slightly above average. That's what the stats say. You can say whatever you want. I'll just say numbers. The numbers say no. And then he had an all-time season last year. All-time. One of the greatest seasons of all time. Give him credit, Aaron Rodgers. But this year, he looked horrible. He was the worst in the league last week. The question is, is it 80% of last year? Or is it what it was two years before that, but now just with a bunch of aging on top of it? I think the market is telling us here with the line only 11 and a half that it's not clear how good Aaron Rodgers is. You got 40 seconds. 26, 13, and one. Aaron Rodgers against the spread coming off a loss. That was before he got old. Yeah, it's, it's, but uh, but also the Packers and the Lions play each other close. One and seven. The Packers are in their last eight against the spread against the Lions. Four and four straight up over the last four years. That four and four is interesting to me because I, against the spread, I could have said they're big favorites. They're usually not going to be coming off a loss. You know, they and Aaron Rodgers is California cool. I would, you know, which we all know what that means. I have no big deal, dude. Hang five, whatever. I, I was never a surfer. Hang no, five. I, I like surf. <laughs> I like surf movies. I was just never a surfer. I, I do enjoy that. It's the Zen. Hey, Point Break's one of the great movies, but the, the original. But to me, this line tells us we don't know what's going on. But that four and four tells us 
hey, even they couldn't even beat this team. Now, the catch-22 is the Lions team is different than it's ever been because they fire their coach every year. I'm going to say a pizza bet on the Lions, a small, small bet on the Lions because I am a fader of Aaron Rodgers. Straight Out of Vegas is brought to you by AutoZone. Dealing with a dead battery, head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution, and America's number one battery destination. We are back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight Out of Vegas! 